You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday to you all. Hope you all are doing great wherever you might be here on this weekend edition of Locked On Cougars. It is a Fan Friday. Tyler Bergen and Matt Detweiler, two returning guests to Fan Friday, will join us to talk BYU football, BYU basketball, and just overall thoughts on the year that was in BYU sports. We'll get to that later on in today's show, and we'll also take a look back at 1958, the final year of Hal Kopp's tenure, a three-year tenure as head coach of the BYU football program in our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at the Locked On College Football Channel on the Locked On Podcast Network. No matter what your interest is, folks, whether it's an interest in the SEC, the ACC, Big 12, Big 10, or Pac-12, we have a podcast dedicated to each of those conferences. want to encourage you guys to check them out and download them wherever you get your podcasts. All right, without further ado here on a Friday, let's dive on in and get going. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 4th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Plenty to get to on this Friday edition of the show, but a reminder for you guys, just real quick, make sure if you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button. Also, make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars and follow us there. Love interacting with you guys. I know our social media game hasn't been the best of late. My endeavor this summer is to get more into it, be more interactive, obviously. So make sure to follow us on social media, and we'll do our best to keep you guys apprised of everything going on with the podcast, in addition to everything going on in BYU sports. All right, getting going here on a Friday. We'll get to our Fan Friday featured interview with both Tyler Bergen and Matt Detweiler here in just a moment. But we do need to continue our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown here on the show. So let's look back at 1958. Hal Kopp, as we have talked about the last couple of days, is entering his third season as the head coach of the BYU football program in 1958 and would be his final season as head coach of the BYU football program. As we previously mentioned, he is the only coach who is not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to have been the head coach of the BYU football program. And I was reading up more on the vision that we had sent to us by Joel Willardson about him reportedly seeing both Brigham Young and Joseph Smith in a vision. There are some accounts out there that say he actually recanted on proclaiming to have received that vision. So you know what? Regardless, really funny story all the way around. But Hal Cop, folks, what a coach. Turns around this BYU football program who had won two games in the two years previous to his arrival in Provo. Won two games his first year, then wins five in 1957. Excuse me. Yeah, wins five in 1957 and then finishes a six and four in 1958. A five and two mark in the Skyline Conference. BYU finishes third behind Wyoming and New Mexico. And the biggest accomplishment in Hal Cop's final year at BYU, honestly, is the fact that he not 
notch, just the second win for BYU over the University of Utah. The Cougars started this year with two big wins, at home against Fresno State, winning 29-7, then going to Utah and Salt Lake City and beating the Utes 14-7 up there at Ute Stadium. An absolutely gargantuan win, considering it was the second all-time for the Cougars. R.K. Brown hauled in a 36-yard touchdown pass from starting quarterback Wayne Starton late in the fourth quarter of this game to get BYU the winning margin. Just an incredible victory for BYU, and obviously, you got to feel good about yourself if you're BYU, and they actually dominated this game by and large. Total net yardage in this game for BYU, 342 for the Cougars, just 118 for the Utes. Uh, BYU ran for 222 yards in this game. Just a marvelous marvelous outing and a marvelous win for BYU in front of 30,000 fans up there at the Utah at the U, at Ute Stadium. It was really a much a, a, a just an accomplishment and funny enough it preceded a three-game losing streak. BYU then went to Colorado State and was upset 32-6, to then was at Pacific, got trounced 26-8, to then hosted North Texas State, which is now the North Texas Mean Green, losing 12-6. to They did bounce back, though, with four straight wins. At Montana, the Cougars rolled to a 41-12 to victory, then went to Utah State and won 13-6. to So for the first time in program history here in 1958, BYU wins the in-state I guess, supremacy with two wins over their in-state rivals, both Utah and Utah State. They followed it up with a 36-19 win over New Mexico, beat Denver 22-7 there in Denver. And then finally, with Wyoming coming to Provo, the Cougars had hopes of really challenging for the title in the conference and lost to Wyoming on senior day 22 to 14 sinking them to 5 and 2 finishing behind Wyoming who finished 6 and 1 and New Mexico 5 and 1 in second place the Cougars obviously had they beaten Wyoming would have finished in front of them just a disappointing season in that regard but you beat Utah you beat Utah State you take it you move on but this also marked the end of Hal Cop's tenure and according to all the reports I found about Hal Cop the reason why his his tenure ended was he was accused or uh, there were rumors that surfaced that he had committed potential NCAA rules infractions and that is what cost him his job he moved on ended up being the head coach of Bentley College for a time after his time in Provo but just an interesting story all the way around about Hal Cop because as we mentioned he was not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Cop, according to an article I found, Cop later described himself as a, quote, blood and guts, three yards in a cloud of dust type guy trying to motivate a bunch of skinny Mormons who didn't want to hit anybody, unquote. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Well, you did motivate him. You won 11 games in back-to-back -back seasons. Finishing in the top half of the conference, obviously, in both of those seasons, challenging for the conference crown. Pretty much what BYU had bargained for, but ultimately cost himself his job, apparently, due to alleged rules violations when it comes to the NCAA. And, of course, the rules have continued to change, and people continue to break them. But nonetheless, BYU ultimately decided to move on. They hired Tally Stevens during the offseason, and we'll talk about Tally Stevens as the new head coach of BYU's football program on Monday when we look at the 1959. 
1959 edition of the BYU football program. Two notable players from the 1958 team I wanted to highlight here roster-wise include LeGrand Young. We talked about him when we talked about 1955. LeGrand Young is, of course, the father of future BYU star and NFL Super Bowl champion Steve Young. He finally returned from his mission to Australia. One of the few guys I could find early on in here who actually was a pretty significant contributor to the BYU football program, despite having served a mission during his time in Provo. But LeGrand Young returned returned in 1958 to be more of a reserve back for BYU. Their leading rushers on the seasons on the season, not seasons, were, our, uh, were Weldon Jackson with 698 yards. Very impressive season for him with 6.9 yards per carry average. And Niall McFarlane with 577 yards in his own right. Howard Ringwood had 256 yards and LeGrand Young 142 yards in that reserve role. We'll talk more about LeGrand in 1959 and his senior year on Monday. But another note for you guys is that a guy by the name of Fred Whittingham was a sophomore for the BYU football program in 1958. That last name sounds familiar. It is the one, the only Fred Whittingham Sr. Obviously ended up being a coach at both BYU and Utah. His son Kyle is now the head coach of the University of Utah, former standout linebacker for BYU. Fred Whittingham, his one and only season playing for BYU before moving to Cal Poly where he finished his collegiate playing days was in 1958 as a defensive end out of Warwick, Rhode Island, playing for the Cougars at six foot two. 200 pounds, and there's a great picture of him on the BYU Cougars website. If you want to go search it out, Fred Whittingham, defensive end, wearing the number 89 in 1958. One of the note before we get to our Fan Friday edition of the show is that today is day number 92 as we count you down towards the BYU football season. Number 92 on the roster is the pass rusher extraordinaire Tyler Batty. Obviously, Batty had a breakout performance midseason last year, and then ankle injuries back-to-back after he recovered from one. He suffered one almost immediately after. After cost him essentially the rest of the season. He's been slow to recover from those lingering ankle issues. I recently saw a picture of him still in a boot. I think it's very much a precautionary measure to make sure he's fully healthy going into this fall. But if Tyler Batty can realize his potential, we're talking about one of the next great pass rushers for this BYU defense. Six foot five, 260 pounds out of Payson High School in Payson, Utah. Batty has all the tools to be an elite pass rusher. Here's hoping, fingers crossed, knocking on wood, whatever good vibes you need to send to him, that he stays healthy and can be a significant contributor for BYU this upcoming season. But our player countdown today, number 92, talking about Tyler Batty and obviously 1958 in BYU football history. We'll continue on with both of those countdowns on Monday. But coming up next, we're going to talk with both Tyler Bergen and Matt Detweiler, returning guests here on a Fan Friday of the podcast a great conversation you will not want to miss we'll get to that here in just a few moments today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at rockauto.com folks no matter what parts your car truck or suv might need Rock Auto has them for you, and the best part is you can pick whichever type you want, the manufacturer, the price point you want. It's all customizable by going to rockauto.com. It's really unique and remarkably easy to navigate their website, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and the best part is once you order it, it ships directly to your door. What I also love about Rock Auto is all of the parts, the prices, they're all significantly cheaper than you would find in a brick or mortar store or at a dealership. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can get them at rockauto.com and like I said, they come directly 
to your door. Take advantage of it now. Go to rockauto.com, search for your vehicle. While you're there, please write locked on or locked on cougars in the box of how did you hear about us so we can submit some credit for you guys going to check them out. They give us a little bit of a, a heads up that hey, we had so and so check check out the website. It just helps out our relationship with Rock Auto. So please do that. Check them out once again. That's rockauto.com. All the parts your car, truck, your SUV could ever need. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts you will ever need. Find them now at rockauto.com. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Bet Online, my friends. It is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, no matter what your sports interests might be. NBA hoops, NHL hockey, Major League Baseball, UFC, MMA, golf, PGA Tour, cricket, boxing, I don't know what your interest is, but the best part is BetOnline's got it all for you guys. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the playoffs, obviously, with the NBA and NHL playoffs ongoing. Major League Baseball entering the summer stretch here in the lead-up to the All-Star game. Golf's always got something going on. Check it out. Go to their website, betonline.ag. And by the way, while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON when you make your first deposit, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. You heard that right. You've heard us talk about it. Free money to bet with, all courtesy of our friends at BetOnline. Take advantage of it now. BetOnline.ag. Sign up for free today. And when you make that first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON to get your 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of your friends over at BetOnline as they are your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, it is time for Fan Friday right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. And I am pleased to welcome back both Tyler Bergen and Matt Detweiler to the show. They joined us last summer to talk BYU sports, and they're back for another round to talk a lot more about the Cougars. Matt, Tyler, thanks for taking the time. How are you, gentlemen? Hey, nice to be back. Take that, Tyler Bergner. Yeah. I'm a two-timer now, too. Thanks for having us. <laughs> there you guys. You guys are two-timers now. Uh, GFOPs, as I like to call them, from my other favorite podcasts out there, Men and Blazers. They do. That's a great term that they invented. I, I got to give them credit on that. But, gentlemen, it's been a year, uh, and I got to say, it's been a weird year, honestly. I think all of us dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Give me your guys' overall sense of how you guys weathered everything. Um, I think... There is so much good that came out of this. Like, as weird as it is to say for BYU just in general, I think they had a very good approach to this. I think Tom Homo had a great mindset. And um, like you were talking about, I think, two days ago, just talking about, you know, whatever the case was, he was going to be ready to make whatever decisions were required um, when the time came just with scheduling and, um, everything that went into figuring out this pandemic, like the success of the football team. And then you look at, I mean, at one point there was like 12 teams ranked in the top 15 or something crazy like that. I just feel like they, um, I just think they went about things the right way. Um, and even with like the $20 million, um, uh, like, uh, raising those like, funds for the program, the all in campaign, every, yeah, the all in, I feel like they just, 
they did a really great job handling everything um, top to bro- top to bottom throughout the program. It was a it was a tough year. I mean, obviously, COVID year, no no fun for everyone, honestly. But um, you know, this is this is one of the benefits of having an independence type schedule and, and providing the flexibility. Because I, I think one of the biggest games that happened all year long was the Coastal Carolina game, and the fact that they were able to be flexible enough to pull off a game like that on a last second, I think it was, it was really impressive. This is almost finer moment is, is everything that he did this entire year. And you got to be able to capitalize on that stuff. I mean, the players did because we had more players drafted in the NFL and free agent contracts. And we have in a really long time. So yeah, it may have been a not, not the best year for everybody, but I think, BYU definitely capitalized the best they could. Um, and the fans got a benefit from it. I mean, I, I think we would have all liked to have seen that team on the regular schedule that we had, but we all got to see them win a ton of games and annihilate a team in a bowl game. And it, we are a spoiled, spoiled fan base, as most fan bases are. But it's, it's fun to see them win against anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys, I, I know that we had talked in the past, I know you guys like to travel to games when you're able to. Were you guys able to get to any BYU games this past year? No, that's a good question. No, I don't think we did. No, we were Because we, we, we had talked about it, mm-hmm. um, and we were, it was just the travel restrictions. I know for for me, coming back here, to, for both of us coming back yeah. for, to Virginia, we had that two-week yeah. minimum uh, uh, quarantine period that we had to go through. So we just sunk all the money into buying bigger TVs and having better HD quality and having bigger parties. We, we ate a lot of food, um, and uh, we had we had a lot of fun with that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think you're not yeah. alone in that. Like, see, and I was I was lucky enough. Obviously, I work here in Utah, and I was able to go cover BYU games. I, I and I've said it before on the podcast. It's about as surreal a feeling as I have ever experienced sitting there in Lavelle Edwards Stadium in that press box, and literally being able to look out and count probably everybody in the stands had I wanted to, and just pi- piping in crowd noise, just the whole deal. It just felt off. And you know what? I am super excited to hear that BYU is planning on going back to full capacity. Uh, The Utah Jazz, who I work for, just announced that they are going to be going back to full capacity effective immediately. I feel like we have navigated the last 15, 16, 17 months, and we're finally getting back to the quote-unquote new normal. And we need it, right? I mean, we need some of that normalcy a little bit back. I think the closest that I got to going to a game was I ended up buying – two tickets um, on the second row for the Fiesta Bowl, um, thinking that may be the destination. And there was no way I was going to miss that if they ended up going to the Fiesta Bowl. And since the the Fiesta Bowl decided, well, A, they didn't go, and B, they didn't allow fans, um, I I ended up using all of those wonderful things for other games too. But, um, yeah, I – Great year, though. I mean, we 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 need oh, to get yeah. back to being fans and getting back out <clears throat> in the stadiums and trying to do it the right way. I still think it's going to be it's still going to be awkward for us to get out there. But sports fixes a lot of things, man. It, it, it truly does. And that that's the fun part about it. I, Matt, I. Uh, you obviously are currently kind of going through the process of figuring out where you're going to go for school. I think that BYU is kind of your front runner. I don't know if you've necessarily decided for sure if BYU is where you're going to go. You can 
reveal that if you want to. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna break that news for you. But I just want to kind of get your sense. You're you're gonna be a kid who's gonna be going to college, kind of post pandemic here. What what kind of has been your sense of everything going on? Yeah, um, I don't think I have a choice in the matter. It's BYU through and through. Okay. Royal, strong and true. Where the way blue. I mean, I, I want to go there and I, I would love to, if they have me. So, um, that's where I'm planning on going to school, but, um, I'm definitely looking forward to, um, kind of a, a fresh start in a year. So I'm finishing up my junior high school. I got one more year and then, um, off to college. So I feel like, um, everyone kind of feels the same way. Like, okay, we're all, you know, we understand everything that we had to go through and you know, why we had to have such a, uh, a strange year, but I think everyone's, uh, getting, getting ready to, you know, kind of have a restart. And so I feel like, especially for me, I'm really excited, uh, for that chance. Um, and I just feel like I've definitely gotten more ready going to college, a little, little premature senioritis being cooped up for so long. And I know Jake, you will, you won't, you'll be as humble as can be, but, um, Matthew did get a chance to come out and meet you. He did. And so you want to just tell the quick version of that for them. So, yeah. So, um, I got to have a one-on-one conversation with Jake, uh, over the summer because I'm looking into doing sports broadcasting in college and, um, pursuing that as a career. So I just wanted to get his perspective on, um, I know, uh, Jake's told this on the podcast a couple of times, but he had a, a pretty unique path to getting into uh, sports media. So just trying to get his perspective on things that I need to be working on and, um, uh, just everything that is involved with, uh, breaking into, you know, this career path. So, um, really glad that Jake was able to have me and, talk one-on-one about that. So that was pretty awesome. It was a classy move, man. I, I know he came back feeling really good about that. And I think that's, that's why we work with youth is so we can uh, help them get them pointed in the right direction. And I thought that was a really cool thing that you guys had a chance to do and meet with him. And it affected, it affected a lot of his attitude towards things. So I like that. Well, I appreciate the compliment, but it, it was, it's been, it's been, a, it's been really interesting because similar to I, in terms of our conversation, Matt, I've had conversations with other people who are coming out of college, people in the middle of college, deciding kind of what they want to do, because I, I think for all of us, our world's all changed, honestly. Like I, I work for an NBA franchise. We didn't have basketball. We didn't have sports for four months. And I was doing sports radio. And so it's just been one of those things that I, we lived through it. We experienced it all. And I hope we never experience it ever again. Like amen to that. I completely agree with that. So, but you guys, obviously you guys were watching from the East coast. You watched BYU go at 11 and one this past year. They finished number 11 in the final rankings. How, uh, and I know you mentioned this a little bit earlier on just how cool it was to see them win all those games, but give me kind of your overall sense of your takeaways from that season. Do you feel like BYU is where they're going to be uh, moving forward here, or do you feel like they may backslide a little bit and maybe take another leap forward in a few years? Yeah. So I think um, BYU as a program uh, in independence, just with the recruits that are attainable for them and um, with the schedule that they play, I think BYU isn't necessarily one of those uh, teams like an Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, where they can just reload every year and they just throw in more five stars into the program, um, you know, to take whoever's leaving spot and they just be fine. You know, they don't experience a drop off. I think BYU is definitely one of those programs who um, can have a really high ceiling, but it's going to be an every 
three or four years and just getting the right recruiting class and building up to it. You look at the 2018 class and um, I know you had a really great conversation with the guys from the uh, Give Em Hell, Bring em podcast and yeah. talking about how, you know, at one point in 2018, they had like their entire offense was sophomores and freshmen. And yeah. so I think it's definitely um, there's going to be a peak and then there's going to be a little bit of a drop off, I think, and then a build back up. But I think this season, while being a huge peak, is definitely um, going to prove to be invaluable in the future for the program. Just the exposure that, that they got. I mean, BYU was in the conversation every week throughout the country on sports radio from when they were the darling, who was the only team playing in the West mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, all the way through to now with Zach Wilson being the number two pick. And just what that's going to do for recruiting. And I mean, we already saw with this past cycle, it was the highest rated um, per recruit since the independence area era began. So I think that this is going to prove to be huge for the program for years to come, not just seeing, okay, great result on the field this season. But I think you're saying two separate things though, because you're saying, yeah, they've had such this great recruiting class. They're doing so well, but they're, they're only going to be able to hit every one to three years. So why not just say not so fast, my friends, why can't they be that good this year? Cause what they, I'm I, and I get where you're coming from, but I think, you know, winning is a tradition. And I, the one thing we did lose a lot of players, but we also return a good core of players mm-hmm. that are used to winning. And when you're used to winning, you, the, the losing aspect isn't even a part of your, your psyche and mindset. I think this is what Kalani has waited for for since he not only just in themselves I think he does a great job with that but the results actually showed on the field so why not I mean I would say eight wins eight win seasons probably around where everyone expects them to be but I don't see a nine or ten win season not being attainable um, if they play their best I, I don't okay so, so I yeah so yeah, go, ahead, go ahead Matt I was just gonna get back at my man here what I'm saying is that I think Throughout the program with Kalani, I mean, you went nine and four. A lot of that was, you know, the backfield that they had. They had Taysom and Jamal, mm-hmm. uh, twenty sixteen when they were seniors. Then you go four nine seven six seven and six, and then eleven and one. So I think this year was huge to, you know, establish. Okay, Kalani can do this, and you know, here's the proof is in the pudding. And now I think a lot of BYU fans' expectation is eight and four, and I think that they're that's where they should be operating around that like eight, maybe nine wins. But I think this season with what it's going to do for the program means that they might be able to win 10 and then maybe an 11th with the bowl game down the line. Whereas, you know, that wasn't the expectation for BYU in Kalani's first couple of years. There you go. Matt Detweiler, as well as Tyler Bergen. Thank them for taking some time to talk some BYU football. Coming up on the other side, we'll talk a little BYU basketball and some overall thoughts on the season that was overall, the school year that was for BYU sports. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar, folks. They are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. I mean that sincerely. I have tried everything. Every flavor they have put out there, and I've enjoyed every single one of them. What I love about Built Bars, they're healthy. 
high protein, high fiber, low sugar, low calories. And by the way, they're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They legitimately taste like a candy bar. I, I mean it, folks. Give them a shot. Nine base flavors available to you guys now, as well as other limited time flavors. You can go to BuiltBar.com. Always see what they got going on. While you're there at BuiltBar.com, my recommendation, if you're a newbie, is to order that, uh, what do they call it? The the sampler box, excuse me, the sampler box where it has two of each of the nine base flavors. You can try all of them, see what you like, see what you may not enjoy quite as much, and then go back and order again. While you're there at BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. You heard that right. LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Take advantage of it now. Go to BuiltBar.com, order your Built Bars, and get enjoying the best-tasting protein bars anywhere. Continuing on now with a Fan Friday here on the Locked On Cougars podcast, joined by both Tyler Bergen and Matt Detweiler. And guys, let's turn our attention to BYU basketball here for a moment. Obviously, Mark Pope has been an absolutely incredible coach, at least through the first two years of his tenure at the helm of the BYU men's basketball program. But give me your guys' thoughts. What do you make of Mark Pope? What do you make of the job he's done so far? Uh, I think... Pope's ceiling is ridiculous. I think the, I, I, I think what he has done and certainly uh, rejuvenated a, a program that was already a pretty darn good program, but has brought a national spotlight to the program. And he's not afraid to to hit the transfer portal to put themselves out there to go for the big names. And I think and and with all of that, even the way he coaches uh, in the games, I mean, some of the changes that he made to the strengths of this team this last year was impressive. I mean, Gonzaga was Gonzaga. You weren't going to beat them, not in this league. And they're still going to be, uh, and, and with their players that they have coming back, number one recruit in the nation, you got Timmy, it was a Timmy, come, uh, yep, yeah, Timmy's, Timmy's coming back. back. I mean, good gracious. They're, they're going to reload and, and still be Gonzaga, but it even proves why beating them a couple years ago was such a big deal. And uh, I, I always, I just wonder with Pope, how long uh, we're, we're going to be able to hold on to him. Matthew and I had, Matt and I had a big conversation about this. He thinks he's that as soon as Calipari has gone, he's going to be the shoe in at, at Kentucky. And I, be. and you know, cause he's not, let's, let's face it. He's not a BYU guy. <laughs> he's put everything he has into it, but that's just the way he is. But it, it, would he, if he has another really good successful year, why not? I mean, and if we lose someone to Kentucky, I mean, then, then you all of a sudden become a pathway for great coaches wanting to come up and continue to, uh, to grow. I like Pope. I, th- I think he's an absolute stud. I, media darling, great player, coach, um, and fun as heck. Yeah, I think um, Mark's definitely elevated the program. And, I mean, just let the guy go talk. It really shows, like Tyler's talking about, people want to play for him. And I feel like he's done a great job establishing um, the culture for this program. And you see everything with best locker room in America. And um, so I think he's definitely elevated the type of player that BYU can get. And by doing so, I think the expectation should be right around getting to the NCAA tournament, like maybe every other year. Or yeah. Who knows the success that he could have going forward. I mean, he's already done it twice in his first two years, but I do think, I think Kentucky should take a strong look at Mark Pope once Calipari retires, if he hasn't already left for a big time job by then. 
and just so if Mark's listening, Matthew did play. He's six foot four, and he played on the state championship team for 5A in Virginia as the Stonebridge Bulldogs took the championship this last year. Great so stretch four. There, there we go. I just I can wanted... shoot it better than Tyler. So no, he can't. No. All right. So, okay, last thing I want to hit with you guys, we talked this right before we started recording, and just kind of the overall depth and breadth of BYU's athletic programs. Like, we saw the Director's Cup rankings come out. BYU currently ranked sixth. The final rankings will come out in early July. BYU looks like they're on track to have their highest finish ever in those Director's Cup standings. They were actually second after the fall uh, standings, uh, and it's just been an incredible season overall. And Tyler, you talked about how we started recording. You've been trying to kind of school uh, Matt to the game with regards to how BYU's been doing in these other sports. So I'll ask you first off, what have you made of just kind of the overall performance of the athletic department? And then we'll have Matt give his take on it. Yeah, well, we talk about, you know, when you talk about the health of something, you don't talk about one aspect, you talk about the, the whole, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it is all of it a healthy product. And that has always been one of the biggest strengths of BYU's athletic program in, in together has been how well they've been able to do in all the sports, including the, the Olympic sports. And they matter. I, I trust me, they matter in the sphere of, of, you know, developing players and developing great athletes. And if you look at, and, and I know we talked about this briefly before we jumped on the line, if you look at something like the Pac-12 that's made a living off of the national championships um, from the Olympic sports, BYU makes so much sense in so many ways from top to bottom. Truly, they're one of the elite programs in the nation, and they're doing it. They, they become an elite program with at least one hand tied behind their back when it comes down to funding, when it comes down to missions, when it comes down to all these other things that, that fall into it. Um, it is impressive, not only that they are as healthy as they are, but they do it how they do it with all the coaches. I mean, you look at track and field, they're yeah. dominating right now. They're, they're, they're going to finish up there in the Director's Cup that thanks to a very healthy track and field team that 24. put 24 of yeah. people in, in, the, in the finals. I mean, th- this is a, a really impressive program that is already handicapped from the beginning. And that's something to really hang your hat on. All right, Matt. Um, yeah. So I think overall the program I think is excelling. And I think that really matters to BYU fans. I mean, other schools don't pack the Smithfield house like BYU does for a men's volleyball game or, you know, it's, if it's a gymnastics meet or a softball game is that the Cougar fans really, really care about the program as a whole And I think the time and attention that they put into, like we're talking about the Olympic sports is awesome. And I like what Tyler said, I don't think you can overstate the importance of that. Um, And then at the same time, I think that everybody knows that football is king. Right. And so I don't think it should come as a sacrifice of um, spending for other sports, but I think uh, this is kind of my my hot take, I guess you could say, but I think there, there really does need to be more funding put into the football program. If they want to see years like 2020 happen more often in the wins column. So I think whether it's from boosters or whatever, I just think 
the closer we can get to um, Kalani being able to say something and it gets done and there doesn't have to be a bunch of questions or, Oh, sorry, we can't do that for you. But I mean, Kirby smart at Georgia, Nick Saban at Alabama, Mm -hmm. they snap their fingers and whatever they need gets done. And I know that BYU can't do that, but I think getting closer to that is going to be a difficult challenge, but I think it is something that would be really beneficial to the program. I think that is actually a really good note to end on right there because I think you're preaching to the choir, Matt, honestly. I think there are thousands of BYU fans out there who kind of have the same sentiment you have. Yeah, it's great to see BYU sports doing good overall. They like the fact that it's bringing national recognition, but we all know that football and men's basketball, that's who really run the show. So, All right, gentlemen. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you guys. I look forward to making it three years in a row, hopefully next year at some point. And, of course, we'll continue to stay in touch throughout the season upcoming. And, of course, I'm sure you guys will be rooting on from Virginia over there, and I'm sure we'll see you out at a road game or two. Absolutely. Look forward to it, buddy. Thanks for having us. There you have it. Tyler Bergen, Matt Detweiler, a huge thank you to them for taking the time to join us here on Locked On Cougars on a Fan Friday. We're over time, but it's been a blast all the same. Cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. Of course, we'll be back with another edition on Monday, continuing on with our 100 seasons of BYU Football Countdown, and obviously recapping anything that happens in BYU sports over the weekend. And we will continue to get you ready for the upcoming football season. I can assure you, we'll have plenty of content content in that vein for you guys all summer long so join us every single day have a great friday whenever you hear this or even a great saturday or sunday if you happen to be listening to this a little bit later on have a great weekend overall and we'll be back with you guys soon this has been the locked on cougars podcast for june 4th 2021 and we will talk to you guys on monday